It's been described as service journalism for people in a conflict zone and is one of the most interesting media projects to grow out of the Ukraine conflict, as uh, one report put it. Helpdesk.media is a Russian language news startup that operates a hotline providing practical advice and support for people in the conflict zone, as well as publishing independent stories about the conflict on Instagram and Telegram. The two-in-one project's the brainchild of a man called Ilya Krasilchik, a former journalist and independent Russian-language news publisher who returned to the media soon after the war broke out. Now, understandably, the project and those running it have been viewed unfavourably by the Russian government and there have been attempts to block access. So it's a great pleasure to speak to Ilya. Thank you for joining me. Hi, nice to meet you. Could you start by giving us a better understanding of this helpline? How do people reach you with their questions? They can use a Telegram, and Telegram is, uh, I think, the most, not the most popular, second popular messaging platform in Russia, and it is almost uh, uncensored, which is rare in Russia right now. So they can reach our bot called Helpdesk Media Bot, and they can write to us, and then we'll send them the secure link where they can uh, uh, write some password and they start to talk with us. And this is, uh, as we think, completely secure because we don't know anything about the people who write to us. We don't know their names, their locations, their IP addresses. We don't know anything. And we will delete the whole conversation after seven days uh, when we solve the case. So this is quite important for people to feel secure uh, Mm. to write about these things. Uh, Never mind, are they in Ukraine, in the occupation? zones or are they in Russia right now? Because this is and what, are the mo- what are the most frequently asked questions you get? Uh, it depends on the time when they write. Uh, for example, people mostly wrote about, uh, to us about how to leave Russia. This was quite popular. Or some people, and there were a lot who wrote to us, okay, I just need to talk to somebody who I think is normal. Because you need, you need to understand that there is a lot of people who live, for example, in small Russian villages or small cities and they are against the war and they feel alone and they need to find somebody who they can talk to. But everything changed after the September 21st when the Putin declared the mobilization in Russia and in one day we got two times more queries than the whole period before. The whole period before was almost four months. So we got uh, almost 10,000 queries a day My uh, in one day. And uh, yes, it was hot. But right now, this is like uh, the same situation as, as before. Right. Are they coming to you with questions about avoiding conscription? Is, is that what's prompted these 10,000 a yes. day? Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I think we, we've got almost 30,000 uh, queries about this. And yes, this was how to avoid it, how to help my relatives to avoid it, how what to do if I got a summon, what to do if my relative is already there, how we can uh, take him back, so on, so on, so on. And, and you say uh, that the Russian people reaching out like this are terrified. Where, what advice do you give them then? Mm, we, so we, we gave them different advices in, in, in different times, but uh, when they, all of this started and when they were really terrified, the main advice we gave them was don't go there, don't sign the summon, 
don't trust officials. This is, this is really important. And actually, I need to say that, unfortunately, a lot of people didn't do it. And they came there and they were, were completely sure that they are not eligible for conscription. But they came there to explain this. And right now, they are in Ukraine. And uh, some of them are dead already. So this is completely horrible. And people just don't believe Sometimes they can trust the officials. They listen for something, they heard something on TV and they said this is true, but this is not true in Russia. So, I mean, are you advising people, say what you can, I don't know what you can say, but are you advising people to get out of Russia to make sure they they don't even come into contact with these um, uh, recruiters at all, you know, to get out to other countries? Yes, we, and for the first, uh, I think, weeks, we published on our Telegram channel, published uh, twice a day uh, the situation on the Russian borders just to help people to understand where to go. Because actually there is not so many ways to go uh, out from Russia because, for example, the Europe is closed right now for Russia. And Russia is huge and uh, border crossing points, there is not so many. So have you been telling people, um, advising which countries are better, like Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia and Poland, I I read, uh, imposed an entry ban on almost all Russians um, just before the start of the mobilisation. I don't know, I think Georgia is open, for instance, isn't it? Although there's an incredible queue there. So what are you advising people specifically Yes, we started to advise against Georgia, I think, in a couple of days after all, all, all this mess started because uh, there were uh, so some people were in the Kui and the Georgian border for a week and uh, it, was, it wasn't it was the best way to get out. Uh, the best ways to leave Russia were Kazakhstan. The best scenario was to go to the uh, least important border crossing in the world. I think so. You need to and you and you were trying to find out what you were discerning. Yes, Yes. somewhere, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Yes, some border crossing between, for example, Russia and Mongolia. The best one. Yes, go there. We don't know how you will you will reach it, but yes. That's perfect. The, the border crossing with Kazakhstan were better in one way because uh, you don't need the uh, foreign passport, international passport to, to go to Kazakhstan. It's better. Actually, I don't understand how people in Russia don't get the foreign passport right now because this is really dangerous. Don't have an option to get get out of Russia. I did yes, read that, the, the that there were a lot of Russians in Yerevan, in Armenia, now, are you advising that? This is a, one of the many, many places you can go. And the main places where people are staying right now are Yerevan, Tbilisi in Georgia, are Istanbul in Turkey, are Almaty in Kazakhstan, and uh, also Kyrgyzstan. So this is uh, Bishkek and uh, Uzbekistan. This is Tashkent. So I, I hear a lot of stories about people who they already go to different cities in Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan because uh, the, the capitals are too crowded. And you need to understand that the people who left Russia, this is a huge amount. I saw this in, in Georgia where I stay. And the, uh, even the capitals, they're not so big. For example, there's not too many apartments to rent. And when thousands of people 
come there in in one day, the the prices are skyrocketing. Mm. So this is almost impossible to stay there. Yes, people <laughs> trying to go to the smaller smaller small places here. Yeah. See, Ilya, I presume you're not operating from Russia because the Russian government is not happy with what you're doing and I understand trying to block access to your channels. Um, can you tell me or can't you tell me where your team's working from and does it move? Uh, sure, yes. First, uh, uh, this is... Great question. Just uh, yesterday they blocked our website and they, before that, uh, months ago, they blocked our uh, mobilization guide where we explain everything what is important. Uh, and I actually have uh, the criminal case against myself since April because of fakes of Russian army. And I said that the butcher massacre is on the Russian hands, not Ukrainian. This is enough in Instagram, this is enough to get the criminal case against you in Russia right now. So you so, yes, can't, you can't go, you can't, certainly can't go back there. No, I it? can't. No, yes, I can, but <laughs> formally I can, but uh, there will be <laughs> some be consequences. Unwise. Yes. <laughs> yes, Wouldn't yes, be a good career move. Sure. Look, yeah. look, it sounds like an unusually big undertaking and it's suddenly dreamed up. I presume you weren't, you're not making any income from the project? I mean, are you? Incomes? No, yeah. no. There is, I was a publisher of the main Russian news outlet for four years, uh, and actually we, we also launched in Riga, Latvia, not in Russia, in 2014 after the Crimean annexation. I was in charge of the monetization as well. 70% of our budget came from the uh, advertising, and it was in Russia. So it was possible uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, right now, it's it's impossible. We don't have any uh, ways to monetize this. We are completely non-profit. So our main uh, income is uh, some grants, some donors, uh, some donations. Uh, and it's hard because uh, we are in media on one side, on the other side, we're help desk. We are young, but we have 50 people in our staff and this is expensive and we're trying to find some money because I think for this project, uh, Russian language project, when you have money for a couple months uh, in advance, this is good. <laughs> Finally, I mean, you it's an interesting, you, you were a journalist and then you left to go into the tech world, um, the Russian yes. tech corporation Yandex, and now you've come back into this interesting hybrid. So I, I, do, I presume that's your immediate future. Uh, what do you think is going to happen, honestly? You know your country. What do you think is going to happen? Uh Sincerely, I don't know. And I, I don't, actually, I don't see the good scenarios from the situation. The only thing I can say, and this is not very uh, wise, uh, but uh, we need to believe in the best and prepare for the worst. This is hard to believe right now because I don't, I don't know how Russia can... Uh, uh, survive this. I don't know how what will what would will do with this guilt. What will do with this? Uh, uh, what what Russia did in, in last year? It's horrible. And uh, what happened with Russian society in this year is horrible. And how the country will survive this? Uh, I don't know. The problem is that uh, the uh, hard to say. Sorry, um, the war is not ending and mm. the every day the war continues the every day of the war destroys our future mm. so i don't know i believe in the ukrainian's future and uh, this is great i believe in this country and believe in this people 
they are uh, gorgeous, they are uh, heroes, uh, they have a dream, and Russia have no dream. Russia have no uh, no understanding about its future. So this is hard. Well, it's heartbreaking here hearing you speak like that. You know, I, look, I wish you luck. Um, keep going, I suppose, is what I say here from Australia. Thank you very much for joining Thank us. Thank you. Bye bye. Ilya Krasilchik, the founder of Help Desk, very Russian, which you can find online. Hopefully some dreams do come back to him. Well, up next, The Passion of Private White. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.